under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour, folks. Alongside me this evening, it's just him and I together. Southern Wood. That that would be he and I. He and I? Yeah, not him and I. Him's not here. He is here. Yeah. Him him is here. They're more of a him to me. Grammar you know, damn. You know, that's that's the easiest way in... Is the, I, I know I don't speak the... Queen's English, necessarily. Yeah, right, right. I, I know this is a shock and a surprise mm-hmm. to most, but the easiest way to own your pronouns is to remove everything else. I was more thinking of the Lady Gaga song, You and I. No. But my, that seemed a little My too... uncle wrote that song. Really? Yeah. Really? Just You and I mm-hmm. was an Eddie Rabbit, Crystal Gale song. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't expect to get into this. You're saying that... Yeah. Lady Gaga plagiarized. Well, I mean, I don't know. Family member. I, 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 I don't know the Lady Gaga song mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I mean, it's a common phrase, so yeah. it's quite possible. His Parallel was thinking. Just you and I. Oh, hers just. You and I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Southernwood 84, whatever the hell you want to call him. How you doing, Clay? I'm doing well. Slow day today? Yeah, it was kind of a slow day today. It's weird. Same here. I mean, some breaking news. We could get into all the Inspector General and James Comey and hurricanes coming. Yeah. But I want to talk about something very serious right now. Um, Not only has China cracked down on one of the only liberal, libertarian, essentially American Western philosophy think tanks in their country today. The Chinese government has committed another crime against humanity, as I think the best way to put it. Well, they're good at that. Yeah, they are tyrants. Tyrants. It, this is just unconscionable. What human beings will do to one another. Can I guess what it is? Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see. They've got... They're going to start internment camps and forced slave labor for anyone that is a Muslim inside China. That's going on, but I'm not talking about that. Okay. So it's like worse than that. We've already known about that. Okay. Uh, In the name of population control, they're going to do forced abortions for people that have more than one child. No, they've already gotten rid of their one-child policy. They already did that. It's really mm. affecting their society and culture. Not a good thing. Really. Oh, oh so it's like a lot bigger than that. It's like 
It, really super horrible. It, well, it is a crackdown on certain local cultures within this vast country we call China. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to devalue their currency, throwing the entire global economic market into chaos and affecting everyone across the planet. No, that's what the United States Federal Reserve is doing. Oh. Yeah. I, I gotta get my communist companies mixed <laughs> up here once in a while. No. I, I don't know. I mean, what could be worse than those things, Joey? I'll put it this way. It is a local custom in some parts of China. A local custom. In some local cultures, folks, dancing with erotic elements can be used to convey a deceased person's wishes of being blessed with many children. It's true. It's absolutely true. (laughs) It also is a sign. More people at your funeral in Chinese culture, the more good juju you get, you know, in the afterlife. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And China, in 2015, they passed a law banning strippers at funerals. And now, here in 2019, they're putting teeth into this law. They are cracking down on funeral strippers. Unconscionable. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Crime against humanity. Wait, Wait. Funeral strippers? Yes, the Ministry of Culture for China has said today that, quote, it would target obscene, pornographic, and vulgar performances at funerals and weddings. It's just wrong. This is just wrong! So, let let me see if I'm understanding this right. Maybe I'm off a little bit. Mm. They think that the more people that come to your funeral gives you more, as you would say, could juju on the other side? Well, So they're enticing people to come to your funeral so that they can see a stripper, not so they can see Joey. No, but it's seen as a way of honoring the deceased. No matter how we get the people there, honoring the people at your funeral, I don't care if it takes scantily clad women rubbing themselves all over the gentlemen in the crowd. The more people at your funeral, the more honored you are. Who said they were women strippers? The article here. It doesn't have to be. I, I assume their gender. You're right, sibling, sibling. See, there you go. Gender, assuming again. Yeah, I, I know. It's a bad habit of mine. It's a bad habit of mine. I, I tell you what. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've told Lauren my wishes. Uh, if I die tomorrow, I want to be buried, casket open in my jorts, so everybody can come up and have one final laugh at me with my white socks and my jorts on. Are you also going to be buried face now, down so they can kiss you? <laughs> no, I'm not going Bobby Knight. Just flip the casket over when you put me down. But uh, now I want male strippers. Really? At my funeral? funeral? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you don't want hardly anybody there to honor you. Exactly. <laughs> then... I won't know who my true friends are. As I look down, I will say, that dude always knew he was gay. I knew he was gay. (laughs) Or I'll say, now that's a true friend right there. Well, we already knew that. I'm just gay. Yeah, right. We already knew that. Not me. No, not at all. But I'm just, I'm I'm feeling like this always happens. On the eve of a nice long weekend, an extra day off, I feel down Right as we're coming to the home stretch, I gotta, I gotta, uh, 
Got to work myself up a little bit. There was a story. We'll find you a Chinese funeral to go to. <laughs> Apparently, you can get worked up there. <laughs> no, I learned from Baron Coleman that Teddy Roosevelt used to like work himself up, like hyperventilate before he go into a room to look big and like you know, all like jacked up. Yeah, all ruddy and red faced. Yeah. And, <laughs> sure, like, puff out his chest. And I'm trying to do that right now. <laughs> It's not working, Joey. No, it's not. But I saw an article the other day from the one, the only, the nature boy, Ric Flair, said this is the best time to be a wrestler because the Khan family is dumping millions and millions of dollars into the wrestling business, creating competition, and competition is good. It's good, and it makes the product better. I mean, that's what competition yeah. does. Yeah. It's making the WWE better, and this new organization backed by the Khan family. Folks, if you don't know who the Khan family is, it is the family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as some soccer club across the pond. They know how to do professional sports, and this weekend, along with the start of college football, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, is putting on their big... Almost sequel to what they did last year before AEW. It's called All Out. It's a big pay-per-view event from the Sears Center in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think, th- what is the main event? I, there's Chris Jericho against Adam Hangman Page. The Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks. And uh, hmm, a few other a few other bouts. Well, Pac against Kenny Omega was going to be John Moxley, but he got some weird infection in his elbow. You know, the perils of being a wrestler. Ouch. Yeah, no, it was actually pretty sad. They they were setting it up great, and uh, Kenny Omega had a great promo to kind of cover this unfortunate mishap. He's like, I could really give a... that you aren't in the match. I really don't care, John. It was like, whoa! Reality-based stuff. Anyway, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the start of Auburn football. Mm -hmm. As am I. I'm not I, the older I get and the further away I get from playing high school ball, I'm becoming more like my dad. Cuz I used to be like so into every college football game, every mm-hmm. NFL game. I'm just like on top of it. And I couldn't understand, "Dad, you're not even paying attention. You're paying more attention to the food and the grill than you are watching the game." And he said, "Joey, like the older I get from having played, he played at Jeff Davis. They won a state championship." Uh, the less interested I become. Like, he cares. He'll watch the games. I'm sure that's what he's doing this Saturday. But he's not, like, a diehard fan like my uncle. Yeah. Or my brother. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this new quarterback Auburn has, Bo Nix. Yeah. I'm hoping he can make the the running option for the quarterback an actual threat again. Really make that Malzahn offense hum. But we'll see. We'll see. And he's supposed to be, I mean, he's supposed to be very, very quick and very... I mean, he's a good runner. He's not Stenham. Stenham, great passer. Right. I mean, last night, we saw that. Uh, I, I didn't see it, but, I mean, he is possibly going to be the backup quarterback to Tom Brady in New England. Yeah, oh, There's yeah. no better place oh, to be a backup quarterback than great there. Great guy to learn if from. If you want to learn it. Especially if you got an arm like Stenham 
If you can learn, if you're teachable. He played well last night, threw two touchdown passes, had right. real good did throw one interception, but I mean he's I mean he's got a he's more pro style. He does not fit Gus Malzahn's offense. No, he I don't want to turn this into a sports show. No, but I'm but uh, Bo Nix is supposed to be very agile. He's supposed to be right. not necessarily uh you know, a running quarterback, but he can run. Well that's what I'm hoping for is people will discount his running ability and then they'll find out. Yeah. Because from I watched yeah some footage from the A Day game and some guys breaking down. He will bring that threat. He's good at reading, you know, the defender at uh, the end of the line, and he's pretty good at reading that end and knowing where to go with the ball. And you have to respect his speed. He's quick off the first step. Well, and that's the way his daddy was. His daddy was. I mean, but we're basically going from what we had back in '93 to '94. Mm-hmm. With Stan White, Stan White, great passer, pro style, played in the pros, was, I mean, pro style passer, could move around in the pocket but couldn't right. run. And Pat Nix, Pat could run a little bit. Now, I mean, he wasn't going to, you know, we didn't have a 4 three forty, right. but he could at least run and scramble and, and take off if he needed to. And I hope, I hope the boy got what his daddy had. Me too. So, I mean, it's a great Labor Day weekend coming towards us. And I'm thinking about it, and maybe I should be careful even asking about this, because I like having the day off, but what the hell is Labor Day? I have no idea. It's funny how every American holiday is like, a lot of them, days we get off work, other than things like Christmas and Easter, Thanksgiving, we don't get Halloween off. But most holidays just are an excuse to cook out and drink a little bit and hang out with family. That's pretty much what pretty much Labor it. Day is. It's what Labor Day is, 4th of July. We kind of know what that's about, but it becomes a cookout. Memorial Day, we know what that's about. becomes a cookout. Veterans Day, we know what it's about, the true meaning of it. But what do we do? Yeah, and if, if, if you look up the origins of Labor Day, and I'm, I want to say it goes back, and I, I don't know, I won't embarrass myself by trying to say the president. I want to say it was Roosevelt, but I'm not sure. Not Teddy, but uh, FDR. Uh, I want to say it had to do with the Labor Party when that was that movement was going on and the unions were being uh, established, and it was a day, the Labor Day was a, a, a made a federal holiday for Basically, in honor of union employees, but yeah. everybody who, you know, who works, if I'm remembering correctly. No, and that actually seems about right. It started in the late 1880s at the state level and had to do with unions. I'm just perusing a quick article here. But it's kind of, this article starts off with the question I just asked. What's the ritual for Labor Day? Right. Well, at least on Memorial Day, Veterans Day, we remember the fallen, we remember veterans. Fourth of July, we celebrate the country's birth and independence. On Easter, obviously, he is risen, and the Easter Bunny's coming. Hunt for those eggs. Uh, Santa Claus, and, you know, he is born, um, Mm -hmm. given to the world on December 25th. Well, maybe not literally the 25th, but that's when we celebrate it. No, it's September. Really? Yeah, I think it's September 26th or 27th. It's just, I'll have to look it up. I can tell you the day, Jesus. I think we need more holidays. And I know this is an unpopular opinion. I'm not talking about lazy folks who don't work at all. I mean, for the working people of the United States, I think we work too much. I think we need more designated days off. 
Now, of course, even on the designated days off, there will be people working to serve the people who are, you know, taking the day off. Especially, you know, gas stations are always open. But isn't that a great thing about diversity? That's the one thing I love about having diverse cultures. One of the many things. But, you know, like on Thanksgiving, there's always like a Chinese restaurant open. Or Indian food. Or on Christmas. Uh, Waffle House. Hello. Right. It's good having folks around that, you know, aren't celebrating the same things. Yeah. You can take turns serving one another. And if you work at the Waffle House, you're making twice pay, you know? Right. To go out and give your Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got your overtime. But I'm stalling right now, folks, because there's something I was about to go on a rant about off air before the show started. Mm-hmm. And it's headlines all over the place. And I was I was looking things up. For instance, thousands have died <gasps> from a certain type of drug. <gasps> Dihydrogen monoxide? What's that? Dihydrogen monoxide. It'll kill you. Really? Yeah. H2O. Dihydrogen if monoxide. If you drink too much of it, yeah, actually. Yeah, or if somebody holds you down up under it. Mm. Deadly. It can be deadly. No, I wasn't referring to that. That's, oh, that's okay. Not, I, but that, you I would don't agree. Consider water. But you would agree. Drug. Thousands have died from. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, Need to regulate it. No, but there's a drug I just looked up. Thousands have died from in a year. I'm trying to think. Why, why don't you guess? Uh, heroin, because heroin's on the rise. Well, that's killed people, sure, but that's not what I'm talking about. Mm, let's see. I hear, I hear cocaine is making a comeback. It's a hell of a drug. Um, not good for you, folks. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm, okay, let me soften it down. Uh, Think more like basic. You don't even need a prescription for this. Stuff. Beer. No, that's killed a lot of people, but I'm not talking about beer. Mm, dope. Marijuana. No, zero people have died from that. Man, Joey, I, I'm 0 for 2. By the way, literally so zero people. And yes, you can cite somebody was intoxicated, they fell off a building or something. Or they were driving and I'm not talking about you get intoxicated and you go do something dumb. I mean, chemically, you die from it. Nobody dies from cannabis. Mm. Opioids. That's the big thing in the news. Mm-hmm. Opioids. And thousands have died, but I'm not talking about that. Mm. Man, I'm running out of stuff. Drugs. I, I'm, well, I, this is the thing. It's I'm not, out, Joey. It's, there are news articles out there, but it's not a big scare. Aspirin. Do what? Aspirin. You mean like the little aspirin that yes. my cardiologist tells me to take every day? Right. A lot of people have died from doing that. What? Yep. <clears throat> All right, Doc. I mean, we got to have a talk. 150 people die a year from too much Tylenol. I mean, there's all sorts of regular drugs that people <clears throat> misuse or they're just foolish or whatever, or they mix it with something else and they die from it. Tragedy. But it's not all over the news. Not often. You might see a headline here or there in like a health journal, and fair enough. There are people covering all sorts of trends. That's how I find out about these things. But I mean like the national news, and it's all over the place. It's an epidemic. 
Now, the latest thing is vaping. Oh, do we have a vaping epidemic? Yeah, apparently now, 215 cases over 25 states. Young people, healthy young people. Well, I'll be the judge of healthy. Uh, But healthy young people are ending up in ERs all over the country. 215 cases with lung problems. They're vomiting. they're, They're coughing. They're sweating too much. They can't breathe properly, and they're associating with vaping. In particular, not just tobacco vaping, the headlines say, but THC vaping. (gasps) See, Mm -hmm. told you. Marijuana. I was right. Mm -hmm. All along. You tell if half of those were THC, you're talking about a hundred and seven point five. That half a person is really the kicker, you know. I'm telling you, they must have been vaping both things. Here's the thing. How, how many people live in this country, Joey? What's... Oh, 330, 350 million. I, 300... Let's just say 300 million. Hmm. 215 people. That's an epidemic. It's terrible. That's like point zero zero. I mean, it certainly 1%. deserves headlines all over the place. It's almost like the, the drugs that are currently legal, you know, like alcohol <laughs> and tobacco... The things that actually kill a lot of people. <laughs> and it's, um, it's probably like 175 people were gored by uh, domesticated <laughs> bull last year and died. Yeah, how many wild pigs have killed people? <laughs> it's interesting. When you actually... Stats don't speak to people. It's very clear. You can look at stats all day long, and that doesn't grab people. The emotional headline grabs people. The taboo Epidemic. grabs people. And I say, to hell with the taboo, eschew the taboo. That made, I tickled myself there. <laughs> you did. You just grinned. Yeah, I like little rhymes like that. Anyway, I did not intend that. But the vaping is the big thing. And here's the thing for me. And I'm just guessing here because I haven't done all the research and whatnot. Oh, I'm just I finally a, know the answer to a question. Just a talk radio host here I doing finally at know the, the end of my question. S- you know, several uh, seven hours on air at the end of the day. Get to the question, Joey. Get to the question. I know the Why answer. Do you, what do you do? You think it's actually the THC causing problems in these kids' lungs? That's not the question I thought you were going to ask. No. No, you don't. No, that's not that's that's not the problem in their lives. Why, why didn't this happen with like all the 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 tobacco vaping that's been going on for years? Uh oh. Now you're getting closer. Mm-mm. You're getting a lot closer, Joey. Mm-hmm. The reason has come up. Two people. Hmm. The tobacco industry mm-hmm. and big pharma. Yeah. And alcohol industry. And alcohol. Yeah, yes. it is three. Three. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. Do you know how powerful the alcohol lobby is? Oh, very powerful. The Budweiser and family? All these industries are very nervous about the legalization of cannabis. Yeah. Now, there are other just everyday folks who are nervous about it because for years, decades, even their entire lives, they've been told, you know, cannabis is just as bad as meth and heroin. And cocaine. Them lies. Yeah. Absolutely lies. And of course, still to this day, the DEA and others will tell you with a straight face, they are. I mean, cannabis and marijuana is just as bad as mainlining heroin. Wrong. Wrong. 
You know why? My guess is these people are getting sick from puffing on their THC vapor cartridges. Because it's still illegal in a lot of parts of the country. Oh, so you mean that there has to be a black market yeah, to supply those things? Yeah, it's like when people see that this is legal in other states, and even in states where it is legal, when you tax the hell out of it, regulate the hell out of it, license it to death, there's still going to be a black market working parallel with oh, but the so, legal market. So you mean if I go buy something black market and there's an ill effect to it, somebody else is to blame, right? No, you're to blame. No, no, seriously. Like, if I go to the Mm Z-Mart down here on Ann Street, Mm -hmm. and I need some Xanax, but I don't want to go back to the doctor and get my prescription refilled. And so, like... You just go by street The dude in the hoodie that says, hey, I got some totem poles over here. You need some, man. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, man, give me some of that that Xanax. Or some of that hydrocodone. Yeah. And I ain't talking about the sunscreen. Banana But, But that's, like, his fault, Right. Mm, no, it's your fault for buying it and being dumb. You mean I should be responsible for buying you so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> you are just dumb. I'm in Lincoln Park. But see, that's what it always goes back to. Right. If you're gonna take that chance. And and that's what when I when I talk to uh to my, my children, the older they get about that. That's something that that I talk about. Not so much about don't smoke weed. It's bad for you. It's going to kill you. You're going to die immediately as soon as you strike it. That's ridiculous. No, I don't make up stuff. That's the thing I bring up to them is, look here. You have no freaking clue what you're buying. Do not buy it on the street. That thing could be laced with anything. You don't know what you're getting. Never take a freaking pill. That is the dumbest thing anybody could ever do. It's say, here, you want a pill? You know, and say, well, sure, I'll I'll try it. Why not? You don't know what's in that pill. Right. You know? And that's completely different from regulated marijuana, even for recreational use, and you want to go to a shop and buy it, right. you know what you're getting. You know that you're not going to take one puff and it be some of that synthetic stuff that, like, killed the cop dog up there. Right. You know, it's not going to be something whacked out like that. Well, and this is what I mean. It, it is, uh, yes, a big theme of the show. At the end of the day, it's your personal responsibility for what you put in your body. And if you're dumb and you do that, you take the risk, you have to bear the consequences. Right. But if we're so concerned about others and these, uh, you know, 100, 215 cases in the recent, you know, the year or so, we're so concerned about that. And we want to look at our laws and our policies as well as the special interests behind what are keeping things like cannabis illegal. I would suggest that keeping these things illegal makes the products more dangerous. It's kind of like when we had alcohol prohibition. Yeah. It's like when somebody mixes up something in their bathtub and says, oh, it's just whiskey. Yeah. It might hurt you a lot more or be a higher chance of hurting you more than when, you know, Jim Beam sells you whiskey. Moonshine run through a radiator that's full of lead. Right. And you get lead poisoning from it. And, And we can blame people for their character flaws of going for that radiator moonshine. Fine. You took the risk. 
you ended up blind. <laughs> like, this yeah. is your fault. But, but, if we are thinking of social policy, and you know that all these irresponsible people out there, the solution isn't to be paternalistic and to crack skulls. I'm sorry, it's just, well, that's one solution. It's not a very good one. Just so dumb. I think the right solution is freedom. Let people bear the consequences and then let responsible people who do want to sell it actually go through testing because it's amazing. Most people, when they sell something, don't want to kill their customers, at least not immediately. No. They don't. Right. Because it's hard to sell another pack of cigarettes to someone who's dead. Right. You know, another joint to someone who did. You know. And and that's the thing with the the, the number the two fifteen right and, and I, I don't think your article said it was an epidemic, but that's but they they do the that. way it's they, talked about they did yeah. it with with measles is an epidemic, right you know all these things are epidemic and you get down to the numbers and you're at two hundred fifteen out of three hundred million, uh okay, uh how about how many people have either died or had severe... And, and by the way, these sub- people aren't even dead. They're just... They had to go to the hospital. Oh, okay. They're oh, not they, dead. They didn't die. No. Oh, jeez, Bonetti. The, uh, but how many people have either died or had severe, severe consequences from being vaccinated? No. But vaccines, that's not an epidemic. No. You're wacko bird. You're out in the never sphere. If you even... Dare to mention? Well, but we there to, might be. It was a, a sacrifice for the common good and get the herd immunity. You know. Yeah. Mm. Screw the herd. <laughs> I'm about me. Yeah. Fair. Enough. You know, me and my family. No, and I guess my, we're being very uh, crass right now, and glib. All these words. Mm, but, maybe a little bit. But I'll just I'll just say this. I find it amazing that this is all over the news. All of a sudden big problem with vaping i'm like why back to the big three baby it's finally started getting in somebody's pocket and they're looking Mm -hmm. down why are sales down yes and what's happened in certain states it's over regulate where it's legal say california uh certain states they only give out a certain number of licenses to grow legal cannabis to manufacture and sell legal cannabis. It restricts the market. I believe in Massachusetts, they kind of did what uh, Alabama's done with alcohol. The state of Massachusetts owns essentially the cannabis market, the legal cannabis market up there. So there are all sorts of shortages on the product. It's quality, though. It is tested. I'm all for high-quality tested things in the sunlight in a legal market. And then let people bear the consequences as they choose to engage in those activities, use those substances. But I just find the hysteria interesting, to say the least. You have a right to be hysterical. What I get tired of is these arguments like, we're just sitting here trying to persuade one another. But usually the other person on the other side of the table trying to persuade you is not trying to persuade you. They're trying to persuade everybody else and force you to live a certain way. It's very frustrating. Be one thing if somebody said, hey, Joey, don't do that. I don't think it's good for you. So what if I do? If I'm being a brat, a punk? Well, I'm not going to do anything to you, Joey. You're going to have to bear the consequences. 
somebody says that to me, it goes a long way with me. Yeah. If you aren't going to force anything on me, I'll listen to you. As soon as you start talking about, I'm going to force you to do something for your own good, it sort of shuts off my mind. Yeah. You don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know. That and stuff, it's not just that stuff, on, Joey, that stuff is the devil. Well, and it's obviously not just and on if drugs. if you use that stuff, you're going to be the devil. Right. It could be on anything. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol or anything. Right. It could be whatever. There's certain types of food. It, especially it's when you're talking about things that you ingest, that you put into your own body and controlling your own body. There's something about, I don't mean to sound like a pro-choice advocate, but you literally possess your own body. If individual sovereignty and individual rights mean anything, it means you have dominion over who you are. And there's the question of children. They're not fully developed. And so who has dominion over them? They're guardians. But they're guardians. They're not owners of the children. Very good distinction. Right. But if that means anything, so what I want to eat, what I want to ingest, whatever, should be up to me. Thank God, because there's been a push in all sorts of states to regulate exercise. Really? To be like a, a personal trainer or a coach or something, you have to get a government license. Luckily, there's been major pushback from the exercise fitness community, and thank God that hasn't happened yet. And I'm all for if you want to have a private company that has an amazing reputation, you're getting great results for people, and you want to hand out your own private licensing, sure. Right. It all comes back to this question of force. But again, I come back to this point of when I look at news reports and the news cycle and how the media churns out different issues, and then you look at the stats, it's like, why are we being fed a bunch of information over what has affected 200 people in a country of 300 million plus people. It just, on the face of it, doesn't, it seems like we're being conned. Oh, we are. Now, you and I are not. No. But the people as a whole, they are. Because they think now this is a... Oh, it's a problem. It's an epidemic, Joey. Right. Well, and it plays into people's already pre-existing beliefs, too. Like, I told you that thing's bad for you. I saw it on the news. The yeah. pretty blonde lady said something about it. She read it from a <laughs> teleprompter. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> and I heard a fantastic point. I watched uh, Pendulette on Joe Rogan last night, right before I went to bed. And it's a point I've heard before, but it's a good one. If you're depressed, if you're not happy with your life, and I've realized this about myself. Well, number one, what are you putting in your body in terms of nutrition and diet? What are you doing in terms of exercise? It's important. But even more important is what are you putting into your brain? Yeah. And Pendulette made an amazing point. For most of human history and most of creatures' history on this planet, lack of calories has been the problem. Now too many calories is the problem. And for most of human history, not enough knowledge has been the problem. Not enough information. Now we have too much too information. Much. Mm, too much information. Good point. We gotta hit a break. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back, folks. I'm just kind of stumbling towards the weekend. And to finish the point 
the inarticulate ranting and raving we were doing there for about 20 minutes. Why are these kids getting sick off vape? My guess is they're vaping the equivalent of bathtub gin from the gray slash black market. It's making them sick. In particular, certain types of flavoring. I saw vitamin E, these sorts of things that are in these vape serums. And of course, yeah, it's going to mess you up. So that happens. But I want to move to something that's a little more aspirational. Looking to the stars, literally. The Gateway Foundation is designing the world's first space hotel, the Von Braun Space Station, with the aim of making visiting space accessible to everyone. Hmm. It will have gravity, full working kitchens, bars, and interiors made with natural materials and colors. Eventually, going to space will just be another option people will pick for their vacation, just like going on a cruise or going to Disney World. The chief design architect, Tim Alator, has uh, stated, The goal of the Gateway Foundation is to have the Von Braun operational by 2025 with 100 tourists visiting the station per week. Because the overall costs are still so high, he says, most people assume the space tourism will only be available to the super rich. And while that will be true for the next several years, the Gateway Foundation has a goal of making space travel open to everyone. Now, would you do this? If it was affordable, would you go on a vacation to space? I know you're a hardworking man. You got that Puritan work ethic in you. But... If you did take a vacation and it was affordable, would you go on a space station cruise, so to speak? Hell yes. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. This looks awesome. It is like something out of the movies. I, I, I'm fascinated by it, and I'm hopeful that this will come forward. I bring it on. And I'm sure there'll be accidents, there'll be problems. It's prone to all sorts of folly, but why not? Now, the yeah. one thing that's weird to me when they're talking about working kitchens and bars and restaurants and stuff, it's like, wait, we're going to go to space, do the same stuff we do here? <laughs> like, it's, that's the funny thing to me about vacation. It's no, like, no, no, see, see, the, no, 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 Joey. But the difference <laughs> is, it would be freaking cool if you did it in yeah, space. I know. <laughs> right. Like, have sex in space? Oh! I, I eat a hamburger in space. The, then you could walk by somebody like, you, you hear them talking, they're like, I, I'm in the Mile High Club. It's like, oh, Mile High Club? Yeah. I'm in the Orbital Club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that does make everything cooler. I was close you to just, the moon, bro. You just add <laughs> in space to the end of it. That's right. You know, I was reading a book. In space. I farted. In space! <laughs> They were not happy with me. <laughs> Put too much methane into the oxygen system, Clay. <laughs> you got to lay off the protein shakes, bro. But now, and that's weird because, I, honest to goodness, I, I I would not take a cruise. I would not get on a cruise ship hmm. for free. Really? I, I really wouldn't. Okay. I, I just, but I've but I would go to space. Yeah. Okay. I would go to space. But it's it's a funny thing about vacation. Is that people will go on vacations like what'd you do? Oh, I watch movies and ate food and drank and stuff. Yeah. So what you do here essentially? Yeah. What are you so doing you this just, weekend, Joey? You just traveled like ten hours to go do the same thing you're going to do here. And unless you're going to see people you want to see, like family members, why'd you do? Why? 
Why don't you just add cost? It's it's about the atmosphere and a, a different location, right? I and things it, like that, it. and getting away. And it does give you a separation that you can't. You know, you you you're in your situation. Your yeah. granddaddy can't call you and say, "Hey, Joey, can you come over here and do this?" Right. You know, you're not going to be interrupted by that, dude. If you're in space, you dang sure ain't going to get interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like. Uh, yeah, I'll hop the next flight back, Jack. <laughs> you know. Well, and it, what's funny too is I foresee a future where, for a longest time, it's like you add in space and it makes it really cool. Then we all start taking it for granted. Oh, you're in space. I did that five years ago. Yeah, you whatever. went to space. It's not you know. Oh, you saw the Earth. From okay, so much of that is cool. That's where I think vacation is worthwhile. When you are, like the idea of a road trip, I still think it's a truly American thing. Europe's gotten it fairly right, too. There are parts of Europe where you can really road trip and have a great time. But, like, road tripping across this vast country of ours, I think it's a great idea for a vacation, especially if you make it like a two, three week, if not a month or more, and you take your time and you go see the country. I think that's awesome. I think if you go to a, like a historic site, like you vacation, so to speak, in Israel, for instance, see the holy sites, it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think vacation should be something that's really worthwhile and what you can't do where you actually are. Because I've, I've again, been on vacations where you like go to the beach and you didn't do hardly anything that different uh, than if you were at home. And, I, you know, sue me, but I go to the beach, and I'm kind of... I'm not a big, like, sand and salt water guy. Oh, really? No. I, I am. Okay. That's one place I could move. Yeah, I, you I like love, the beach? I, See, I do. If I... Every time I go down and visit, like, my dad at the coast, there's a vibe down there, man. Or I feel like I would become, like, a drunk vagabond, well, failed musician or something down there. Why do you think I would move to the beach <laughs> if I was independently wealthy? Right. I would right. be the leathered-up old man just sitting out there on the beach at I 6 a.m. Last in the time morning. I visited my dad, it's already affecting him, but, he, I mean, he just moved down there, so it's not too bad. But the, the natives, almost without exception... The sun is brutal, man. Those are some rough-looking folks. You might even be a good-looking person, but the sun does a number on those folks. Oh, yeah. You get the leather look you know, going on, and whoo-wee. It's a different type of living down Boy, there. you could sharpen razors on my skin if I lived at the beach. I would yeah. be straight leather. Well, and it's not just like people are, are tan and dark. It's like the, the wrinkles. You start to see the pock marks. Like, it's just rough. Like, I remember seeing an old, uh, like, it was a comparison. There One was, like, a guy who lived in, like, Africa or something and was outside all the time. And he was just, as what you would imagine, like, people at the beach, just that leathery, wrinkled, just brutal. It's almost like you see a skeleton with just some skin left on it. And they juxtapose that up against a Tibetan monk who had hardly ever been outside. Guy was, like, 70-something, but it looked like a baby. Yeah. Like, the sun is the enemy, folks. It's also the life giver, but it's, it can be quite the enemy. I think it, it causes a lot of climate change and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, maybe we should take Donald Trump up, though, on his idea to nuke hurricanes. That'd be cool just to you try know, it. Talking about, like, why the press runs with something, I think they ran with that because it's a funny novelty story. And if you want to go, oh, ha-ha, 
that's fine. But people were actually taking it seriously. Like, oh, Trump, Donald Trump wants to nuke. He wants to nuke Dorian. Yeah. No, he no, he doesn't. I'm sorry, but no, he doesn't. It was probably some like offhanded thing. Like, we could nuke it, right? We could. I read somewhere online. Somebody brought it to my attention. We could just nuke it and disperse it. It's like, oh, Mr. President, no, we can't. You're right. Let's prepare the the rescue and the aid teams. It's just so absurd. Well, th- those stories don't, I mean, they don't even hardly catch my ear except for the absurdity of right. them. Right, I like anymore. them as a silly story. Because it, 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 he, no matter, and, and this is no matter who is president, whether it's Barack Obama or Donald John Trump, and that's near about the two ends of the spectrum there mm-hmm. on each side of the aisle. Whatever they say is going to be poked fun of by one side or discounted, oh, sure. and it's going to be taken as gospel I mean, by the and, other. And we on the right did that with Obama all the time. Yes, like, you know, we remember, did. You remember the whole tan suit thing? Like, he and, wore a tan suit one day, and everybody freaked out. Yeah. We didn't really freak out. It was just, like, something to talk about. That's just not... That's not presidential. That's so dumb. I, I can't... And I don't mean that, like, just on the conservative... When I hear the left say it about Trump, like, what the hell does that mean? He's not acting presidential. He's not acting like Dwight Eisenhower. He's the Wait. damn president. Anything he does is presidential. Right. JFK's not presidential. Look at his hair. It's too good. We need bald men with fake hair. Right. Like, it's there's so much that we just take for granted in terms of like it's it's what presidential means is whatever I want it to mean. It's sort of like you fit your idea into the symbol of whatever you think a president should be. And you know, a lot of this I think is driven by the point we made before the break is that there's so much opportunity to talk and consume information. I think people need to go on information diets. Really consider where you're getting your information. Yeah. I don't mean just in terms of political bias or whatnot. That's been a topic beaten to death. Uh, I mean, in general, like, what are you watching and how does it actually affect how you feel and think? Like, take an inventory of it. Yeah. Do not wake up in the morning, turn your TV on to CNN, MSNBC, Fox, uh, headline news, and leave it there all day long. Right. And all night long, and watch it. That that's it is. It's overload. I would bet. I would bet that the happiest people in this country are the people that never watch the news. Ignorance is bliss. It is in this case, and it, they're probably. If you went to those people who are ignorant of the news cycle and what's been, say, a person just checks out, goes on a sabbatical, and doesn't look at any news information for a year, and then you go to that same person with like some of the big problems, the actual problems facing the nation, I bet you they'd be able to solve those problems in a more clear-eyed way than somebody that's constantly consuming the news. Sure. Because I've noticed something, too, that happens. is There is very clearly political bias all over the place within journalism, obviously. But I've also noticed people will consider somebody biased if they don't shill the propaganda they want to hear. So it could be just a straight-up, like, fact that you say. People are like, I don't want to hear that fact! Fake news! And that's where it goes a little too far. It becomes a sport. Mm-hmm. That's sports. That's, that's college football in Alabama. <laughs> if you don't agree with yeah. everything... Especially on judgment calls, like pass interference. 
I mean, even deeper than that. You know, Gus Malzahn is three and five. If you're a die, diehard Auburn fan, you're going to excuse every five losses. Well, sure, he lost to Texas State, but you know they were runner-up in the uh, the FBS or the uh, uh, NCAA Division II championship last year. Those guys are really good. See, I'm not a diehard, so maybe that's why when Auburn, like la- uh, the last few years, it's been like, uh, it's frustrating to watch because I'm very critical of Auburn. The problem with politics is there's too many people that are die hard and they're going to hang on the cross of, of the Whatever R or the D yep. no matter what they do. Would you rather hang? I mean, you've seen you've seen all this this uh, this stuff and these uh, recounts of what uh, Pelosi and Schumer and Obama and Hillary Clinton and B- even Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. what they said about building a wall and stopping immigration oh, sure. and we can't let immigration, we can't have illegal immigration. Now they've changed their and mind. now that Donald Trump says the exact same thing, it's. He's a racist, you know, he hates Mexicans, he hates mm-hmm. all brown people, he wants to kill them all. He's saying the exact same thing, but it's a different party saying it. So now, oh, I used to love, here we move into wrestling. Oh, I used to hate Ric Flair, but now he's a good guy. I love, <laughs> I love Ric, Ric Flair. Flair yeah. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I mean, that's, and you take the word guy out of there and put policy. Oh, I used to love this policy. Now I hate this policy. He turned bad. Right. Because Orange Man's got it now. It's a team sport thing. Good Lord. And and that that shows how people can't think for themselves, Joey. They have to be told what to think. And they've been conditioned that way. And it's, baby, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because since the, Mm -hmm. the early 80s, the late 70s, the education system is teaching you do not dare don't you dare think for yourself well and also you it's not just the education system now it's this onslaught of information well the onslaught of information uns- is feeding it's is, junk food information it is but the onslaught of information is feeding that built-in thing that we have now is you are not allowed to think for yourself joey clark right you do not do that you do what this person in front of the class tells you. Someone has to tell you what to think, oh, I have how a, to think. I have a feeling I'm going to be in detention a lot then. Yeah, you You're are. You're going to paddle me, too? Because it didn't... I've got a big paddle sitting right over there in the corner with my name well, on it. I might it. let you if you keep calling me baby. You listen to the Joey Clark Radio boy. Hour if you did listen. <laughs> you know, this was a this was not our greatest show, but I enjoyed sitting here just talking. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to you, Clay. We burn an hour up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday. Be replays on Monday, but I'll be back on Tuesday, freshened up. We're gonna have some fun. Thanks for listening. Joey Clark.